welcome to Think Like a Producer podcast. I'm your co-host, Christine Baird. And I'm your co-host, Tip Tyler. Being in the podcast industry, being in the content creation industry, this is what we've learned and this is how you can get out of your own way and get started. You name it, we've probably done it. This podcast is about bringing all the wisdom to you. Tune in weekly to learn how to think like a producer. Welcome to this episode of Think Like a Producer. Today, we're going to talk about what to do with all this content that you're filming. And this is a common pain point because I think what is so popular is to show the production side, to show the fancy camera, to show the fancy mics, to show, you know, your whole setup and what you're doing. But then camera's cut and now you're just sitting with a bunch of footage. What now? So I want to quickly go over some of the things we've talked about in other episodes. There's really about three stages to this. There's the pre-production and the planning, the actual production, the filming, and then the post-production with the editing. And all of this helps you kind of take off of that big weight of what to do with the content. In the very beginning, when you're planning, when you're scheduling with the producer, you're going over where is this content going to go? What is it for? And then you can actually go. Maybe we're going to do four hours of content that we're going to break down into eight episodes, eight part series, eight part, however you decide. But it's going to give you a plan. Then you actually film. And just like us today in the studio, things change or you know, things kind of go the way that they go. And you take those notes during production. That's just, what you're. I'm so sorry, but guys, we're real. I left the headphones in the shot. In the shot. I we're know. showing you the real deal. In the production piece, things might change, right? Uh, you thought you were going to say it one way and it turned out to be something different. That's the value of having a producer in the room with you or someone else in the room with you to support you through the ongoing evolution of what your content becomes when the camera's actually rolling. And then the post-production side of cutting these things together, working with a good editor who's efficient, who understands your story and brand, or who's new and who's learning to understand your story and brand, and then being able to set aside where each piece is going for social media clips, for main YouTube channel clips. Maybe these are a couple things that are trending on TikTok, and here's some clips we can kind of throw in there to support us. So there's different stages to an actual project, right? And so knowing those stages, going back, maybe listening to some of those episodes where we break it down a little bit more, it's going to help you not feel so over, not feel so overwhelmed about all the content that you're going to be recording. Because I will tell you, Christine, there is not one, maybe two or three hard drives of just blogs of me just because I've traveled, I've done so many different projects. I'm Mm -hmm. like, man, I got to show people what I'm doing. But, you know, I just kind of in the moment, it's a spur of the moment thing, whatever. And then, you know, I go back to the job that I'm paid for (laughs) and do my actual job and deliver for the client. So it's not like, you know, this is definitely not us judging you or saying this is what you guys are doing. We're creators at heart, too. Christine has her own podcast, uh, Worthful Project. And I think it's great to actually be in the seats of the people that we're consulting and know what it feels like to create content and it might just disappear in a hard drive because I didn't think about how I was going to cut it, when it was going to go up, when it's going to be relevant to my audience and to the people around me. So trust me, you're not alone in this. And so that's why we want to help you not just record this content, but get it out to the people so they can actually learn and see and your story can be out there. That was so beautiful. Okay, so I'm going to just 
wrap up the episode, this part of it, before we cut to our guest, to briefly help you understand the actual work that goes into post-production. That's the term we've referenced on the show before in season two, probably in season one, but this is how it actually looks. So when people hire my company, for example, which is a production house, they're hiring a producer to actually project manage is probably the easiest way to explain it. And that's the person who's like going between the editor and you to make sure that every edit and every piece that got shot gets edited the way it was intended to make sure everything got proofed, everything spelled correctly, the graphics oh look right. God, the grammar. The grammar. Tiff and I have done Christine helps me with that so much. I mean, I don't even know how many videos we've worked on together and I'm like spell checking and there's a lot that goes into video editing and we're not trying to leave out audio here. The same process happens if you're doing audio only productions, but because we're in the studio today, we're just talking a little bit more about video. Obviously you can come here and record just audio, but what happens after you shoot and do a session is then the producer goes through all the footage, makes all the timestamps, sends those to the editor with the notes. Hey, here's the clip that we finalized and chose between the three different takes we did. And now we need you to go in and cut from here to here. Make sure you get this on the graphics. Make sure this is the call to action at the end. This is for this segment. So we need it to be different than that segment. All of that project management, which is time consuming and can be overwhelming, which is why it often just gets left alone and never edited. That's what a producer does. And then the editor obviously is doing the actual edits, whether it's audio or video or both. And then the producer is really the go between. So if you've never worked with a producer and you've just worked straight with a video shooter or an editor, you might know what I'm talking about. There's a lot of communication that happens and there's a lot that happens with file management and organizing the different cuts and the different edits, V1, V2, V3, V4, you know, we're okay, we're almost there, but on V5, we need just this little tweak. All of that is what we call post-production. So it gets your raw footage to your final version exactly how you wanted. And that essential part of a shoot and a production is what allows you to then have content that you know exactly what to do with. Um, it's easy to shoot and sometimes you get really excited about the shoot and you finish the shoot and you're like, yes, it's done, <laughs> but it's actually not. <laughs> because without a plan that a producer creates for you, this is what I do with a lot of my clients, of like, okay, exactly where are we publishing this content? What platforms, what links? what topics, how often, maybe we're shooting, you know, a 10 episode mini series for YouTube, but we also are making sure that we have cuts for LinkedIn and Instagram, maybe YouTube clips. We have to think about, okay, how often are we going to cut? How often are we going to post those? Maybe we're going to drop the whole season at once, but then we want to share the clips for several months on social media. So that's just hopefully wetting your appetite to think through all the things you can do with the content you shoot. You can tell that we're trying very hard to convince you to bring on a team or at least at the very least a producer to manage the process of getting all of your content edited and organized and delivered to you in a way that's usable because we want all of your content to be out in the world, but there's a lot of things you can do with it. And just because you hired a crew and did a shoot doesn't mean you're at the finish line because a capable team can take you there if you let them continue and handle the post-production and get it through to the end. Um, and honestly, unless you're just absolutely love editing and making media, unless you're like Tiff and I, you should really outsource this. Like this is way too much time and energy for you to do yourself. 
just take it from us on that. If you're the host, if you're the talent, if you're the expert, getting in the weeds with all of this will just suck all the joy and time out of the whole process. So leave it to people who really do this for a living, have the experience, have the team, have the communication channels, have the platforms and can do that for you. And that will allow you to get the very most out of the content you shoot. And it can just be delivered to you in beautiful folders on the cloud that is ready for posting with, you know, specific instructions and best practices. So that's our vision for you. We're going to show you now uh, our guest, Emily. She's a professional consultant and works with executives. And we're going to kind of let you see how we are helping her think through a strategy for her content and what she's going to do with what she gets shot. So we will show you some of that and then we'll come back at the end and wrap it up. Hey, everybody. We're here for the next segment. This is my friend, Emily Chipman, who's an executive coach. And she's the real deal. I just want you to know, I mean, you can obviously tell. <laughs> but the reason we wanted to feature Emily in this episode is because she actually makes a lot of content for her business. She has seen the vision, she's drunk the Kool-Aid, and she shoots videos in her home. Yeah. She's done live streaming. She understands having your content on multiple platforms, which means, Emily, <laughs> you make a lot of content. <laughs> So tell me a little bit about how you've seen the value of making sure that you have a plan for the content you shoot versus just making stuff. Yeah. So one of the things that I learned is that it's really important to have, to be able to map out your year and know what you're buying, what clients or other people are buying for. So um, I know that when I am producing something, I'm thinking three, sometimes six, sometimes nine months down the road, and I need to be putting these things into people's minds. So that's one of the versions of, of planning. There are other types of videos that are needed though, such as personality videos that are live in the moment, and having that plan to know exactly what you are speaking about and what you're doing makes it a lot easier, and I will say less stressful. I really feel like your business can be a lot more successful and less stressful when you know what you're driving to. And I didn't do that at first. I mean, who does? We talked this morning about how we just, like, you only learn things by doing them, especially in media production. So thank you for telling us the truth. <laughs> it was messy and bad. <laughs> I will be really candid and say, I was not great at video or media production. I understood that I had classes that I was developing, and so obviously there's a lot of media that's produced for that. Then you have things, you know, the media that would talk about the courses. But the reality is I needed people to come in and teach me, like this podcast, that there are lots of reasons and ways that you need to use it. So one of, the, one of the things I did is I took a class from a place called Inspired Living that introduced me to five different types of content videos. And that was so helpful because I'd never thought of it, of, of having to have something like a positioning video or personality videos versus videos that really show and highlight your expertise. As part of that, one of the things that that this woman talked about is the importance of using lots of platforms. For example, uh, YouTube, one of, the most, one of the best resources because it's one of the most commonly used search engines, but people very rarely use it. And so I, th I think having made a lot of mistakes and then having invested in some of these resources that could help me, I have become a real fan. And that's actually what I'm in the process of developing 
and putting in place is having video that can go on YouTube, but you can cut it up and splice it and use little parts of it and put it on LinkedIn or you can put it on Instagram. And I will say as I have started doing this and I'm not even full up and running, it's amazing how many followers have just been adding and coming on and the visibility that happens. Okay, so now you've seen us walk through that process. Uh, I just want you to take a moment and imagine a world where you hire a team and you just come in, show up and let them deal with the content. Can you imagine? Man, so uh, thank you for watching this episode. We really hope you learned a lot, got some new insights into this wonderful world of content creation posting all the great things. And if you have any questions, of course, you can always send it to us. Leave a comment below on our YouTube channel. We would love to have some reviews on our podcast. Um, while we do think that this season you should definitely watch because these are hands-on tutorials. We understand that you're in the car right now and you just want to listen. You're going to watch later. So if this episode really did help you level up your ideas, your production, what you're going to do in the future, please leave us a review. It helps us really uh, get to more people so that we can share these ideas for absolutely free. If you're not already, subscribe to the podcast and we will see you on the next episode of Think Like a Producer. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Think Like a Producer. This has been a Worthful Media production. Massive thanks to our team who makes the show possible, Worthful Media for audio editing, Jorge and Veronica from Mosaico Productions for video effects, and Amela Subacic for our amazing artwork and graphics.